Welcome into another edition of the Box Kickers Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Daniel. Yo. And we are here to cover all things sports. Uh, before we jump in, we'll go ahead and plug our social media. Uh, remember to follow the show at Box Kickers Pod. I am at CR Drubert and Daniel, you are? Uh, I'm at Daniel underscore Cabrera9 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I believe you're getting back into the gaming game again. I've seen more uh, Twitch and Facebook. Yeah, it's uh, off and on between one of the two platforms. It's, uh, so it's twitch.tv slash dadpit, D-A-D-P-1-T-T. And then on Facebook, it's fb.gg slash dadpit, D-A-D-P-1-T-T. Yeah, I almost jumped on there um, the other day when you're playing since you're talking trash to the Pacers before the game started. And I wanted to point <laughs> out to you that they won the game. Um, but I, 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 I gave you a break from that. Good. <laughs> so, um, all right. Now that we have uh, caught up on our plugs, let's go ahead and catch up. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, just here, you know, it's a little... Uh, little cloudy day today so all day i you know i took a little nap here and there um other than that it's just you know just watch trying to catch up on some stuff um gaming like usual waiting for the matchups tomorrow and uh just watching a little bit of sports yeah um yeah i mean i went out a little bit did, did some uh errands but for as beautiful as yesterday was when we were cooped up at work man today it was just overcast it was kind of on the chillier side I mean, I mean, it, it it is what it is. I mean, I mean, at least we're not sitting sitting somewhere with ten feet of snow outside. So <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, it was a little toasty yesterday, man. When I got off of work, I went outside and holy moly! Yeah, I think we up to it was in the seventies. I think it was. Yeah, I'm not ready for that again, especially when it gets hotter. <laughs> I hate the summer down here in Texas. I hate it. You don't like 110 degree heat? Hell no. <laughs> heat index of 115 or so. I would deal with 40 degree weather all year <laughs> long if I could. Uh, I think I uh, when I was in Hawaii, I think that was the perfect uh, weather because in the summertime, the average high is like 85 with a low around 75, and then in the wintertime, the high is 75 with a low of 65. And that's like I think that's like the perfect year round place to be. That's not bad. You just don't get no snow or anything. You know, cold. I got to have a little bit of cold in my year. I got to. I, mean, I think the snow we got a couple weeks ago, I think that really uh, threw you off because, I mean, <laughs> it's been, it was, what, five years before we even saw a flake of snowfall out of the sky. Yeah, it's been a long time, you know. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah. Um, but, no, other than that, um, only other thing is I've been watching WandaVision. I know we talked about it a little bit on the show. Uh, before our last episode, we had mentioned how they're going to have the first two episodes drop. And then wow. last Friday or Thursday night, the uh, third episode dropped. I watched it on Friday. Um, I know you're watching it too. What do you think so far? Uh, I like it. I mean, it's catchy. You know, WandaVision. WandaVision. I sing that song like all day, you know, and it gets <laughs> stuck in like my kid's head and my wife. But uh, she's, I mean, I'm watching it with my kids and my wife. And she's a little, not too confused on it because... Um, it is a little bit of mystery. I love the humor in it. It's like an old like bewitch, even though I wasn't around at the time. Um, I love Lucy type deal for the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. But um, 
it's a little mystery to it, and I and I like it. You know, it's 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 Marvel. You know, you have to give it a chance and watch it. Yeah, and it's it's uh, that's what I really enjoy about it because yes, it's Marvel, but it's different than what we've seen before. It's very different. Yeah. Um, I know they're they're hitting the genres like you, you mentioned uh, the black and white. I think it was I, I compared that to Dick Van Dyke with the when they had the two beds separated and all that um, in the, the bedroom. Laugh track. The laugh track, um, <laughs> and then the, the third episode was more of a Brady Bunch feel to it. Um, so I, I was telling my wife too, like it's it's kind of like the Truman Show feel. Like yes. I feel like yeah. she's been obviously she's been watched. I don't want to get too many spoilers out there if people haven't watched it, but I feel like it's it's been watched, and those are like paid actors and actresses. I mean, I'll tell you right now, if if you're if you don't want to be spoiled, you should uh, skip ahead about five or ten minutes because I'm going to give some spoilers here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, like we know, we know for the people who follow Marvel, you know, Sword is a group that is involved in there. Yeah. Um, the second episode, whenever they had a little radio where someone's like, "Wanda, Wanda, can you hear me?" Mm-hmm. Um, that is the agent from um, Ant Man Two. Um, his voice, the, the guy who kept checking in on him in his house arrest, that was his oh, voice. Okay, okay. And I, I think they had mentioned uh, in one of like the end game or something, um, like a one off comment, like he had left the FBI and he started working for someone else. Or I think he maybe mentioned that at the end of Ant Man too. And uh, yeah, it's it's. I think he's working for Sword. They're making it look like Sword has her, when I think they're ones trying to get her out. Um, because in the comic lore, Sword is kind of on the good side, whereas uh, some other other groups are um, they're always fighting the, the bad groups. So um, I think they're they're trying to do like a little misdirection and make us think that um, Sword has her captive. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that they're trying to get out. Of that. And then uh, Geraldine, um, the African American uh, friend yeah. of hers, uh-huh. um, is actually actually is going to be Monica Rambeau. Who was the little girl in uh, Captain Marvel? Oh, okay. So um, they're tying a little bit of Captain Marvel in here, in here too. So that's why I. And then they, uh, they mentioned in the third episode how she's not from there. Um, um, they shouldn't have a home there. Yeah, they the other people there know that they're trapped in there. They uh, we know it's in some kind of base. Um, but I also think Wanda is kind of enjoying being in there. So. The reason why I say that is you remember whenever they vision is kind of like figuring out something's wrong and then it rewinds and they read, they say something different. Yes. I think she is doing that. Wanda. Yeah. I think Wanda, because I think, because we know vision died in, in uh, infinity war. Yeah. Um, I think she's enjoying having this playing house with vision, whether that's him or not. Um, and so I think she, cause she's controlling a lot of things around there. And I think she's controlling that and, it's going to be hard to get her out. And what I think is what the, the plot point is going to be. So all these people, like the neighbors are a part of sword. I don't think they're a part of sword. I think that they're being kept in the same group that has Wanda. Um, but I think like with the beekeeper, like we saw him at the end of the second episode, which yeah. actually is a character that works with sword is a character called beekeeper. Um, Monica Rambeau, uh, we heard the, the agent's voice and the, and the, I think they're trying to get into whatever this is, but they are all trapped in this as well. And I think that they're playing their part. Otherwise I think they'll get killed by whoever has them uh, held. Gotcha. Okay. It's uh yeah. Jimmy Woo. Was that uh, yeah, Jimmy Woo? That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's Randall Park. Yeah. Okay. 
So yeah. I wonder if you're gonna see some sort of, I mean, spin or crossover with like Ant Man and the Wasp at some point or something. Well, it's possible, and, and from what I, I read, this is supposed to tie into um, the next um, Doctor Strange movie. Okay. So I wonder if the villain is going to be part of that one, and um, I think it's I think it's pronounced Mephisto is who is predicted to be the um, the villain, and the reason why people think that is because you remember when the um, the stork was walking around whenever she was talking to Monica yes. or Geraldine. So when she kept trying to move it, that puff of red was different than her normal powers. Yeah, and that's like the same shade that Mephisto does, and he's kind of like the devil. Like he he plays like a, like I think he's supposed to be like a, a mythical devil type character, mm-hmm. which normally plays like psychological games on you, which makes sense for as she's in here. Maybe Mephisto's working with maybe it's Hydra, whoever is doing this, because we see the Hydra commercials popping up from here and there. Yeah, and then Stark Industry commercials. And- yeah, and so I, I I like how they're tying in a little bit of the of the comics that we haven't seen yet, just like little Easter eggs, whether they actually play into there or not, whether it is Mephisto or not. Um, but I, I like how it's like it, it leaves you at the end at, at the end of every episode. It's they always leave you hanging for the next week. Yeah, and, and that's that's why I like. That's when we talked about that when we watched professional wrestling. Like Nitro would go off with like everything going crazy in the ring, and you can't wait to find out what happened. Yeah, they're, they're following the same same pattern. That and uh, I mean, we went what was it, 15, 16 months without anything from Marvel, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's gonna be great because we're gonna we're gonna get. Um, I mean, they, they mentioned Ultron. I mean, they're bringing back the stuff that we remember from the uh, the heyday of the Marvel world, and then this is gonna be the second coming of it. Yeah, it's usually towards the end too. Like the whole episode is like funny humor, yeah, uh, dingy stuff, and then towards the end is when it gets like really serious, like when. Geraldine asked her um, about uh, Vision, like Ultron had killed Vision. And then she was like, or, what did uh, you say? Her, bro- her, bro- her, her twin brother. brother. Her brother. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Her twin brother, which is, was, um, was it the Silver Surfer guy? No, or, it's uh, Quicksilver. 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 Not Silver Surfer. That's yeah. a Fantastic Four. Yeah, Quicksilver. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that a lot. And then it gets really serious to where it ends in um, some sort of like, military base or something yeah yeah and that's how it ends and it's like oh my god i can't wait till next friday so what well, I, I, think- I, I like it i don't like i don't like the whole binge watching thing you know i yeah. like an episode to come out like weekly honestly yeah well and then uh the i'm i'm wondering with geraldine's character because in the second episode when she kind of debuted she didn't know her own name until wanna touched her hand so i think even though she's in there trying to save her I think she's falling under the same spell as what she's being uh, held under as well. And it's like Wanda is like reminding her of things. So like she was kind of confused when she referenced that she had a twin brother and she mentioned the name. And then that's when she remembered, yeah, he was killed by Ultron. Right. Yeah. Cause I think she's there to save Wanda, but when she gets in there, it's like the mind control is hitting her as well. Yeah. I mean, because otherwise, if she's trying to save her, she'd come out there and start like right away trying to figure out like dropping like these little nuggets like, "Hey, you're in a trap. You just this isn't right." Yeah. So obviously, um, Wanda Vision can't trust anybody right now besides Vision. If that's even Vision, because we know it he's is, dead. That's even Vision. Yeah. So it's it's you got to pay attention. To, and this there's this thing on Twitter where it's like Marvel facts or like this Easter eggs yep. that they yeah, post. Yeah, yeah. I love looking at those because 
I'm like, oh yeah, you know, they did show that in the episode and whatnot. But um, another thing too, the neighbor, um, she keeps um, talking about her husband, but I mean, we don't know who he is or where he's at. And he almost spilled the beans, the vision. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then um, they, they keep making these comments about leaving, but that they can't leave. Like the doctor, he's he made it like a little one-off. I can't remember the exact quote, but um, when he said they're going to go to Bermuda, we hope. Yeah, we hope. And mm-hmm. and then they had the car trouble, so they can't leave. And then I think the Bermuda was another Easter egg because like the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle, you get stuck there and you can't get out. So. Um, Obviously, something's going on there. Um, so the, the far, neighbor, it, the neighbors know the neighbors know what's going on. Um, yeah, but I, I think there's only I don't remember how many episodes are supposed to be. Is it eight? I think is it eight? It's supposed to. Uh, I think it ends like in March, like fifteenth, and then um, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Yeah, come out. I think, I think I think I tagged you the thing. I think there's only going to be two weeks uh, for this next year where we don't have anything from um, Marvel coming out. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, dude. It's awesome. I'm very high on this show, so it's, yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. Yeah, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely check it out. It's nothing like you you know from Marvel other than the characters. And I did read uh, someone was complaining about she doesn't have her accent, and they're like, and they had asked, I think they had asked Elizabeth Olsen that, and she goes, "Well, we're in a 1950s and 60s sitcom. I'm not gonna have an accent in that." So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and good then answer. yeah, and then I, I also heard. Um, uh, a someone was complaining that this shows that since Elizabeth Olsen is doing basically a TV show that Fuller House missed an opportunity of having her come in and play Michelle since Mary Kate actually wouldn't come and do it. That's true because she looks the part from, from when they were kids. Obviously, she didn't look anything like them like today, but she looks the part. She could come in there, played their sister because I I only watched like the first few episodes of Fuller House. I, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. But a lot of people who watched it were saying that without having her, uh, having Michelle on there, there's like a void of the show left, you know? Yeah. I hope these these shows last for, for years to come because I want to see like some sort of like reunion with the, uh, with the Avengers Assemble and all that. Yeah. One day, one day I want to see this in one of the shows. Well, and I'm, I'm curious because I know... I know uh, Falcon Winter Soldier is supposed to be set up like a uh, like a limited series where it's like a mini movie. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to get some of these big actors to do these shows continuously, but I think they're doing it as a way of a boosting up the streaming service of Disney plus mm-hmm. and telling the story in between the movies. So like, like they're talking about WandaVision is going to lead into multiple other movies. So obviously with having Monica Rambeau in there, it's probably going to tie into uh, Captain Marvel too. Yeah, um, it's supposed to tie into the um, Doctor, Strange. Doctor Strange multiverse of madness, which I think that is going to also lead into the Spider Man. Although Spider Man comes out first, and it sounds like with the fa- with who they're casting, that actually may introduce the multiverse before Doctor Strange does. So yeah, maybe that one will tie into there because I know Doctor Strange is supposed to be the new mentor for Peter Parker in, in the Spider Man franchise. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just hoping that they eventually allow a crossover with of Tom Holland either going into Venom or Venom coming in the MCU Ooh, movies. I can't wait for that if it happens, especially with Carnage. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to that movie, uh, and I hope that I, I've heard rumors that 
Tom Holland again was on set of filming of uh, Venom 2. So I'm hoping they may do a cameo or, or have him help out maybe in there because Tom Holland's character is owned by Sony, at least out to Marvel. So, yeah, correct. So, all right. I mean, it, it's I'm just glad to have something back uh, from Marvel because it, we went so long without it. It's been a while. Yeah. So uh, anything else you watched or you caught up on recently? Uh, oh, I saw Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously not better than the first one. Correct. And it took about an hour and twenty minutes for a, for a, a good fight scene. Yeah, the fight scene when they went to um, uh, the, White, the White House. No, they went out to the desert with the with the cars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like Egypt or whatever. Egypt, you know, yeah, and. Yeah. It was okay. I just uh, Cheetah did not make sense to me. I, I, I mean, that didn't make sense to me. They wasted that character, in my opinion. They wasted it. Um, I don't know. I, I thought um, the guy that plays Mandalorian, Pedro, Pedro, Pedro Pascal, Pascal. I thought he did really well. Mm-hmm. He played that really, really well. Um, I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like how they brought back um, Chris Pine from the first one. Yeah, that was more of a, a money grab, I think, uh, knowing that he was a fan favorite from that movie. Um, then why, why kill him off in the first one? This should have been the first one, and then you kill him off. Well, no, because he'd be like 80 years old in 1984. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> so, and so um, I, I get why, why they did the way they did to have him on there. Um, now, there were – I couldn't mention this on the last show uh, when, when I talked about it because um, I didn't want to give any spoilers, but – there's a lot of people like it's like a moral issue of, OK, so they hooked up after after he reconnected with her, but it was in someone else's body. So else's body. Did that guy could sense. I mean, obviously he would have <laughs> scaled it out, but um, he see, she sees her. At, she sees him at the end. And yeah. So is that going to be lead to something? I mean, especially because she saw him and she's like, OK, I've I've done that. He doesn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the whole moral question of, oh, <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, I, again, if you take away Wonder Woman, like, do you erase that from your memory? It's a. Do you think it's a decent movie? Yeah, I think it was too long. I think it could have been shorter. Too and many, I, too many buildups. Too many buildups for the first hour, and it's like, ugh, okay, they're gonna talk again, and then the yeah. buildup, ugh, they're gonna talk again. It was, it was just too many buildups. Uh, uh, I would give it like a five out of a ten. Yeah, and that's actually pretty good for the DC world uh, since they normally uh, tank their movies, although it's bad compared to how great Wonder Woman 1 was. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, again, I, I, it was decent. Uh, there's a lot of questionable um, motives in there and moves. Um, again, the thing that bothered me the most, and this is me like watching detail. So you remember in the scene whenever she was uh, having the final battle with Pedro Pascal? And yeah. She was trying to hit him with his whip, but the wind was too powerful and her whip couldn't get to him. Yeah. And she's laying on the ground and then all of a sudden the, the whip is wrapped around his ankle. Like, how did that get there? <laughs> how was she able to get that when she couldn't get it when full force oh, earlier? Yeah. It just like, it was like a snake and this like slithered up there or. It was just <laughs> reannounce your wish. And he's like, I renounce my wish. And then he runs off. I'm like, that's it. And then it's just and like that. Then you see him in the field finding his son. Like, was his son hiding in the woods for like a day? I mean, because he couldn't get there <laughs> right away. Yeah, it wasn't the best. I mean, I gave it. I, I, at least I watched it. I had to watch it. I yeah. had to 
you know, put that under, you know, my movies that I, I've watched because I'm a big superhero, you know, Marvel and DC. So I had to watch it. I couldn't just not watch it. But yeah, yeah man. And then the then the other thing that we watched, um, I don't know if you saw, there is um, Pixar popcorn. So they released these like eleven shorts of Pixar movies, and they're like two three minutes long at most. Most of them don't have any dialogue in there because they don't want to get the actors back in there. Yeah. But it was just interesting seeing like these little characters and like the little, like my daughter loves it because she loves like a lot of the Pixar movies. Yeah. Um, like the only, the only characters that came back that actually were the actors and they actually spoke was uh, Duck and Bunny or Ducky and Bunny or whatever from uh, uh, Toy King Story Peel? 4. Key and Peel, they actually came back. They did two, two cool. of the shorts. So yeah. um, that was pretty cool. But um, everything else was like just animation. There's no, no dialogue. It's just more just to watch. So I think that that was like a little, hey, we're going to throw this out there. We're going to do these little things. It's pretty probably easy for them just to animate them and to throw them out there. Something yeah. for people to watch on Disney Plus. Another movie I'm looking forward to seeing is uh, next week called The Little Things. You seen the trailer? I I, I think I have. Who's in that one? Uh, Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared. Yeah, 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 yeah. That looks good. So uh, yeah, next week, January 29th. I'm looking forward to seeing that uh, next weekend, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, next Friday. So I'll probably be watching that, and then uh, we'll recap it. Yeah, and then um, speaking of Denzel Washington. Um, I don't know why I didn't put two and two together until recently, but yeah, uh, you know that movie Tenant and that show Ballers, that actor that was in those, yes, uh, John David Washington, yeah, that's Denzel Washington's son. Yeah, I had no idea that was his son. I I, I knew Denzel Washington was up there in age, but I didn't realize he had a full grown son like that. It was an actor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I watched him in Ballers. I like that. I like that show. He played Ricky Jarrett. Um, I mean, he played football. I mean, so it, he just that was like his first major role after getting out of football world obviously when you're denzel washington's son you can get those bigger roles like that but um yeah i mean he, he's a good actor and um once i realized that i, I saw a picture of him i go man I, I can see it in the eyes that's that's definitely his son that's his son correct yeah so all right um that will be our quick little recap uh, i don't want to say quick i mean i'm talking 20 minutes <laughs> but uh um, we'll now roll in over into the sports. Um, we'll start with the NFL. Um, this weekend is the AFC and NFC Championship Games. Um, I do want to point out that I was 4-0 on my picks last week. I believe you were 2-2. Two and two. And I am now 8-2 and two for the playoffs and my predictions. Um, I think you are like 6-4 like and four maybe. 500. There we go. So, so again, I'm, I'm winning. Um <laughs> <laughs> but you. we'll start uh, we'll start with the uh with the nfc um the buccaneers versus the packers uh how do you see that one shaping up oh man i this is this is i think this is gonna be the better game out of the yeah. two championships yeah. Sunday. um I, I i think i switched my mind I, I changed my mind i have uh tampa bay going to the super bowl in tampa bay for the first time you think brady's gonna do it in his first year i i think he's gonna do it I mean, all the momentum is there. The defense is solid. Uh, I know Aaron Rodgers is having MVP type numbers, but um, it isn't. It, it isn't Lambeau. It's it's probably going to be snowing. I heard it's like seventy percent chance of snow. It's going to be cold. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's done that. He's been in the cold. I just I got to go Tampa Bay, even though Antonio Brown is out for this game. But still, they have a lot of threat on on offense. So. 
Yeah. So do you think that if they do win and they win the Super Bowl, do you think that uh, Brady will retire since he did it outside of New England? Um, no, I think he'll come back for like another year. Yeah, I, I don't I can't I cannot predict when he's going to retire. It's nobody can. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like he's not getting I mean, he's yeah, he's showing his age, but for his, for how old he is, like he's he's really good. I mean, yeah, obviously, I mean, he's in the NFC championship game uh, first year of the brand new team. Yeah, he's got a lot of great weapons, but I mean, it's it's not it's not easy to do it uh, whenever you're up there at that age of quarterback. Um, yeah, but I'm excited for this one. Um, Who do you have? I got the Packers. Um, I, I just think Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. Um, he's at home. I think this is the first home NFC Championship game that he's going to play in. Yes, correct. Um, and Lambeau Field last week had like – it seemed like it was full. Did you see that? Yeah. So Wisconsin so, – okay. So um, right. not to get political Let's here. Let's not to get political here. Go ahead. Wisconsin has a Republican governor. <laughs> And so most states with Republican governors are easing back restrictions on most things. And so that's why it looked like Kansas City had a lot of fans there. Um, uh, I know Green Bay had a lot of fans there. Um, they just, I think they, those fans don't really care. I mean, they're, they're if you're on the conservative side of the spectrum, political spectrum, you think the whole coronavirus thing's overblown. And you've they've become desensitized to it, and they really go see a football game. Oh man, those fans bleed green and yellow. Yeah, I mean, they, technically the owners of the team, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but no, um, I, I just I think this is um, Brady. Uh, Brady, I think it's gonna be a great game. He's gonna put up. Uh, it's gonna be a close game, but I think Brady's not gonna be able to put up the points that the Packers are. Um, I think Antonio um, Antonio Brown being out is really going to hurt them, even though he hasn't really been a focal point. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, those guys, a lot of those guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, I don't know if they've really caught a ball when it's that cold. Um, it's just too many options. Like, I mean, you, you double cover Mike Evans, you have Godwin, you have Gronk. But at the same time, is they're, they're going to be catching a, a, uh, a hardened rock. Because that football, I mean, it, I've, I've heard a lot of receivers say catching a football when it's that cold outside is like trying to catch a, a fastball barehanded. Well, damn well, Le- Leonard Fournette better, uh, better be oh, in the game tomorrow. You know how he feels about cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he may get a hamstring injury early so he can sit on that warmed-up bench. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, I'm excited for this game. I, really um, I think I think Devonta Adams can have a big game. Um, I think you're gonna see like those like the little one-off guys like Robert Tanyan have a big game. Scantling, um, Valdez, Scantling, Um I, I just I think I think the Packers I think they're gonna they're they they they're gonna have too much for that Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, that's what I'm concerned about is that Tampa Bay defense. We'll see. So. Yeah, we'll see. And then um, the other matchup, the AFC Championship game, we have the Bills at the Chiefs. It looks like Mahomes will be playing. Um, as as you all are aware, I am a Bills hater, and I would I would be miserable if the Bills made the Super Bowl because I I, I just <laughs> I don't believe in Josh Allen. Uh, I I like Diggs as a receiver. 
they don't have a reliable running back there. Um, I think they can put up points in this game against Kansas City defense, but I, I just I think Mahomes and Andy Reid. I I think Kelsey's gonna have a big game. I think it's gonna be a blowout. I think they're gonna win by three three touchdowns. I think it's Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City's looking for that repeat, and I think the Bills are. They I think they've overachieved this year. Is what I'm gonna say. I did not have them in the AFC Championship. We both didn't. Um, I think I would have picked them if Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to play, but he is. So um, I'm going Kansas City. I think it's going to yeah. be KC and Tampa Bay. You're gonna, you think it's going to be KC and Green Bay, Super Bowl one. Um, yep. I wouldn't mind either or. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl if, if that happens. But Yeah, the, the only team that would uh, – I think any Super Bowl with the Bills, I'd be like, eh, eh, eh. But if you have the Chiefs versus the, the, the veterans, you have Brady or Rodgers. Yeah. I think that's going to be made for TV. Now, yeah, I mean, you could have Rodgers versus Allen or uh, or uh, uh, Brady in there. I just think that the Bills make it that the other two teams are going to smoke them because the, the veterans have been there. They've been in Super Bowls. Um, I think that's what, that's what stands out those three teams over the Bills right now is the Super Bowl champions. Chiefs, Packers, and Tom Brady. They've all been there. They've all done that. There's a lot of pressure when you get to this this level, and I, the, the Bills haven't been there. None of them have been there for that. Yeah, they're still young. They're going to be there for the next 10-plus years. but um, Maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, I'll give it like five years because, <laughs> like you said, the running game isn't there. Zach Moss, I thought who was going to be good this season, um, wasn't as good. Singletary is meh. Uh, I think they're struggling in the running back position. Uh, I think they need another wide receiver. Stephon Diggs had a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they need another receiver to go over there and help uh, Josh Allen, which is having MVP-type numbers like Aaron Rodgers, but I do not think he's going to win it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're going to Arrowhead. So I got I got the Chiefs. Yep. And, so, and then the reason why I kind of give you um, some – Pressing about the the Bills for ten years is because, um, as we know, like I'm a Dolphins fan, so I think Tua has a bright future ahead of him. But Watson could be in the division because there's talks of possibly him being traded in Miami. Apparently, number one on his list, uh, just because of the head coach he has hired um, from uh, San Francisco, uh, I think yeah. it's Salah, yeah, good or Salah or whatever. Get that bum and, Adam Gase out of here. And so. If if Watson is in the division, if he goes to Jets, yeah, they're a couple of years away. They still got to build around him. But if Watson goes to Miami, okay, Miami is a lock to win the division next year. I think if if Watson's there, Tua, I think he's going to be better next year. He's still, I think, year three is going to be a big year for him. But uh, I mean, if Watson goes there to the Dolphins, they're going to win the division easily um, over the Bills. If he goes to Jets, then uh, Tua, and then uh, then you have Watson. Well, what I mean, if you had a, what if you have a good quarterback go to New England? It's very possible. I mean, it could be an arms race right now in the AFC East. Yeah. So, I mean, um, Stafford's out there. He's looking for a team. I think yeah. he goes to Indiana or Indianapolis. But um, so, so he won't be part of by the kneecaps, right? Uh, he's not going to bite the kneecaps. Oh, he's, not gonna, he's not going to. <laughs> yeah, that that press conference was a train wreck. I, okay, honestly, when I was watching that on Twitter. For some reason, I thought this was an old clip from like 2004. <laughs> I didn't know who this guy was. I didn't know where he came from, but I really thought this was an old clip from like 2004 because I didn't know at the time. I was at work, you know, you know, 
it's it's pandemic going on, craziness. And so mm-hmm. until later on, when I read like this is the Lions' new coach, and I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> I didn't know who, what was going on. I was like, what? Is this from uh, like 2004? Like, who is this guy? Did he come from Miami? So he, uh, I, I don't remember where he was at recently, but he, um, uh, he actually was an interim coach at, in Miami. I think he was interim coach when Saban left. So a long time ago, a long time ago, but, um, I think he's a good coach. Um, but that mentality, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, find, I'm trying to find the exact quote right now. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm failing on it right now, but, uh, basically it's like, you punch us in the face. We'll smile back. You knock us down. We'll get right back up. We're going to take or bite your kneecap off. We're going to take <laughs> two more shots, knock us down. And then we're going to take your other kneecap. That's, <laughs> that's classic. And we'll be going on through like forever. That's classic. Oh, and so I'm not sure who the quarterback's going to be there next year. Um, I know they're, they're looking to possibly trade up. Um, I could see them moving up to Miami's pick at, uh, at three. Um, if um, Fields falls, um, or that uh, BYU quarterback, I think his name is Will Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, yeah, pretty good. Um, so I could see them move up for one of those guys at three. Because um, obviously it's not going to be Chase Daniel. <laughs> it's not going to be Chase Daniel, and then um, maybe they could. Because if they uh, if the, if Watson gets traded to the Jets, that means they're taking definitely taking quarterback and a number two pick. Um, now if Watson goes to Miami, I, I'm not sure if they will take, if Miami would trade the th- number three pick for that, because if you trade them to a, then you can maybe get away with trading the number 18 pick and Miami can still get their, their wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know how it's gonna, all going to turn out, but it's going to be interesting. I, I'm hoping to see, uh, hear more, uh, sound clips coming out of this Dan Campbell guy. I mean, cause it's, <laughs> he's the classic meathead. I think uh, our friend Peter had mentioned, sounds like a Scott Steiner promo. Yeah, with the math. <laughs> exactly. Why, I mean, why wouldn't the Jets trade for Deshaun Watson? He's 25 years old. Trade for him and get something else with your pick. Start building around him. Yeah. Get somebody out in free agency. I know um, um, Kenny Galladay is a free agent. Marvin Jones is a free agent. Get one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very possible. I know um, depending on what uh, Tampa Bay does, Chris Godwin's out there as a potential free agent. Juju, um, yeah. yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster. I just worry about the offensive line because he's never played behind a good offensive line and the Jets don't have one. Miami has a decent one. Um, They're probably going to shore it up in this draft. Um, He may get traded to a surprise team like San Francisco. I mean, it may not be those two. He he may Indianapolis. I I doubt they trade in the division. That's one of the reasons why I don't think Stafford's going to go to Chicago because I doubt they're going to trade in division. Denver. Um, I mean, Denver needs a quarterback. I mean, they've always needed a quarterback since since Peyton retired. Yep. Uh, I mean, any of these teams. I mean, Stafford's. I mean, he's probably what, a two year two year guy. Yeah. So, like, like if you're if you um, may, maybe if um, Houston tr- uh, does trade Watson, maybe they can sign Stafford and let him groom a quarterback for two years, like like a Zach Wilson. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's it's. NFL. I mean, we got uh, three games left. Um, then the offseason is going to start, and then we'll see what happens. I mean, I, the first domino of the fall, I think, is going to be uh, Stafford. Then I think Watson's after that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting offseason. Plus, they don't have a head coach. Correct. Although, <laughs> no, last team had a head coach. 
Although Houston had did, did the interview with Josh McCown, you can't even get this through the sentence without laughing, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's you know, you know, you know, Watson's disgruntled. Josh McCown, and you're going to interview his backup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's obvious. Okay, so I, I, I'll be the one to say it. it's obvious because he wants to go to Jessica Salah or he wants to go to Miami because of Brian Flores. He wants to play. For an African American head coach, it's clear as day. Well, he wanted they, he wanted Houston to interview Salah, and they didn't. I yeah. think they were the only team that didn't interview him. Yeah, and they, they he wanted them to interview uh, uh, Bienemy or whatever his name is from Kansas City. He's still out there. It's very possible they could sign him as a head coach. Yeah, I don't think that is going to be enough to keep Watson right now because I think that if I'm Watson, this Josh McCown thing is, is like the final straw. If you, you're interviewing this guy for head coach. Yeah. A career backup who literally was signed by the Eagles to sit at home just in case we needed you. Yeah. I mean, Oof, boy. they Houston needs a clean house. I mean, it sounds like this. Uh, I, I can blank on his name now, but the, the the preacher that they have is basically running the show. That's the reason why DeAndre Hopkins got traded because this guy was upset. He had so many baby mamas. Yeah. Who cares how many baby mamas he has? He's the best receiver in football. Exactly. You took away the best receiver from one of the best quarterbacks in football, and then you gave him Brandon Cooks to throw to. I mean, <laughs> come on. Yep. So, um, I hope I I hope for Houston's sake they do sign Josh McCown as a head coach, um, just because that that franchise I think needs to uh, bottom out, and I think that move will get them to bottom out. It, it reminds me of the Adam Gase signing for the Jets. You, you need to bottom out before you can get better. And they learned the hard way by signing Adam Gase. I think they're going to learn the hard way by potentially signing Josh McCown. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the saga continues. We'll see in the coming weeks. Yeah. So, all right. So, next up, let's move over to baseball because they've actually finally started doing something. Yeah. (laughs) And so, uh, I know there's been a few free agent signings. So, I'll go ahead and let you recap that. Uh, Just real quick, uh, my boy. Mr. Clutch, Mr. November, Mr. October, you can call it Mr. November. George Springer is going to the six. He's heading to the Toronto Blue Jays on a six-year, $150 million deal. Well-deserved. Do you, do you know why I'm excited for that? Uh, why he's going to the six? No, why I'm excited that he's he's leaving Houston. Uh, let's hear it. Because the most annoying thing mm-hmm. in the world to me is when I, turn, when I look at my phone, mm-hmm. And I'm on Twitter, and I see Springer Dinger from you. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, this is annoying. Let me go to Facebook real quick. And then I see Springer Dinger. And then, I, then you follow up by your wife putting Springer Dinger. I'm like, that Springer yeah. Dinger might be the most annoying thing in sports to me. Toronto, don't even think about using that because that's <laughs> please, the Houston please, Astros. Don't use that. Don't uh, please. use that. <laughs> that is, I think that's the stupidest thing. I know you'll yeah. love this. 2017 World Series MVP, three-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger. Last I, mean, I, last I remember, there was no champion in 2017. Yeah, the Houston Astros. The, the, nah, they cheated. Doesn't count. They didn't get stripped. Still there. <laughs> he goes with Vlad Jr., Bobachette, Lourdes Gurriel, Yuli's brother, Calvin Biggio, and Teoscar Hernandez. Pretty decent. That that um, AL East is gonna be is gonna be something to watch this year. Actually, I thought he—I thought he was going to end up going to the Mets instead of the. It was either the Mets or the Blue Jays. I know the Mets. Um, I think they offered like twenty million less than the Blue Jays. Yeah. 
And so uh, he's heading over there. He's heading up north. Canada, get ready. And then the Red Sox got Garrett Richards on a one-year deal, and they just got Kiki Hernandez from the Dodgers today, also a former Astro. So. I, not bad. Not bad. I'm, I'm a Red Sox fan, but I don't know what they're doing. I mean, you let bets go. Um, now, yeah, to the Dodgers, come on. I'm, I'm hoping Sale can get healthy. I mean, because – a because they gave him so much money, but I, I think I think he's he can return to form. This precedent has been set by other other pitchers who had who had the surgery at that, at that age and after that many innings, he's going to come back. He's going to be decent, but I mean, they, they their farm hasn't been great. The, the players that they have called up haven't been great. Their free agent signings and trades haven't really worked out. Um, I think they're going to be bad for. Five, the next five years or so, I think, at this point. I, I think they're going to be at the bottom. Not the very bottom, but they're going to be towards the end of the AOE. They might be the very bottom because the Rays are good. Um, no, the, I know. The, 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 the Orioles stink, but the Blue Jays yeah. are, are gaining momentum, and yeah. then the Yankees are the Yankees. So they're just, I think, well, I I think the Rays are not that good. The Rays are going to take a step back because that's what they do every time they, go, they get to a World Series. They yeah. sell off all their, their best parts. They lost Snell. Yeah, I was hoping the Astros would get uh, Benintendi from the uh, Red Sox because they, like they need the players they have at this point. They need an outfielder. I was hoping they would get him or uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., which is still in the air, but uh, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, this is a good AO East, and uh, that will wrap up baseball. Yeah, I well, no, I'm, I'm gonna say real quick oh, that okay. Alex Cora is coming back as manager of the Red Sox. So I'm sure that since they got busted for the whole trash can videotaping thing, that He's now going to use the Astros buzzers, so maybe the Red Sox will win this year by <laughs> using the buzzers that, that they yeah. have been using. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> so he's back, and A.J. Hinch is back in Detroit, who stinks, so don't expect yeah. him to do anything. But. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we will now move over into the NBA. Um, first of all, I want, before we get to our power rankings, I want to touch on the, uh, the trade this week because a lot of people don't really know who Kevin Porter Jr. is. Um, he was he was one of the top prospects coming out of high school. He got drafted last year. I think it was pick number thirty uh, by uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's has he has attitude. He needs a good mentor because he has attitude problems. He, he says the wrong things at the wrong time. Um, so apparently, the straw that broke the camel's back is it's rare for someone to give up on a first round pick one year later, right? Yeah. So after that Brooklyn Nets trade where they got looped in, then they got Jared Allen. And uh, I can't remember who else. They got someone else over there too. And so um, they gave, I believe they gave Jarrett Allen his locker in, in, the, in the locker room. And he got mad. He was yelling. He was in front of everybody yelling at GM, uh, accusing him of being racist, even though Jared Allen is also African-American. I don't know why he's, <laughs> he's accused of being racist. Um, but yeah, so the GM basically said, go home. You're not coming back here. They, they look for a trade partner. I actually was kind of hoping the Pacers would look that way because I think Malcolm Brogdon uh, would be a great mentor for him. But they sent him to Houston um, for a conditional second-round pick. Um, I I kind of like what Houston's doing because they know they're going to be bad for a while, but they're getting these these younger talent and these, and these yeah. picks. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and who knows if Old Depot is going to stay? I doubt he's going to stay because they're he's going to be part of a rebuild this uh, um, at this point. Because um, so. so Kevin Porter could be the leader of the team while they rebuild, but he needs to mature. 
Yeah. And I, I hope that they, they now have the, the leadership in Houston to help them mature because if anything we saw from James Harden, they didn't have a good structure. So I'm hoping that that was a wake-up call for them. Okay, so I don't know if my question ever got answered because we have a group chat on Facebook with a couple of buddies. Um, how did he lose that much weight in two days? Am I an idiot? Or <laughs> So I don't know if he's wearing a fat suit. So we're talking about James Harden for those how, of you. Wow, dude, that's like right. two days, and he lost like 30-plus pounds. So there's a picture of him uh, two days apart where like he looks like, like – like, people don't talk about how he looks like he's been hanging out at the buffet or the strip clubs, uh, eating food all the time. And then he shows up in Houston and he looks fit. So I don't know if he's one of those guys that can get in the shape within a day or if he was wearing a fat suit or if he was like maybe uh, expanding his stomach out to make himself look bigger. I don't know what it was. Is that not just bizarre? Like that's like the weirdest picture I've seen. I know. I, I don't get it. Literally days apart and he looks like he dropped, what, 40 pounds? He looks like the old James Harden. Like <laughs> What? So again, I, I don't know if he was wearing a fat suit to get traded or if he was just making himself look bigger or maybe that, that color of blue that does that to you. I don't know. I, I saw him, Why not just I saw him in a red shirt. I saw him red shirt where he looked pretty big too, but That's you got weird. the Houston. Maybe, maybe black is just that slimming. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll never understand, man. That was just weird to me. Uh, I looked yeah. at the picture for like 30 minutes straight. Like how? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was mind boggling too. So Weird. All right, um, we will now uh, shift over. Well, we, actually, before we get to our power rankings, I wanted to uh, I just want to recap a couple of the teams that I had mentioned last week that had bad starts uh, from good teams. I just want to kind of talk about what happened to them over the last week and a half or so since our last show. So um, I referenced uh, the Raptors starting off bad at two and eight. Um, they've gone four and one since so they're six and nine. So they may have righted the ship. So they may be getting back into that playoff hunt. Um, Washington hasn't played since January 10th because of COVID breaking out rampant between them and their opponents. Jesus. Um, so they're still at three and eight. Um, Denver was five and six. They've gone three and one since then. So they're eight and seven. So they seem like they're getting back into it. And then uh, New Orleans is just bad. Um, they were four and six. They've gone one and three since then. So now they're five and nine. Um, I'm sure the league is disappointed in that because they have them on so many primetime games because of Zion. Yeah, um, I could see them start flexing out of that potentially, um, unless they they can start winning some more games. But five and I, nine. I hope he's not the Mike Trout of the NBA. It's also, well, I think the biggest comparison to Mike Trout would have been Anthony Davis when he played for the same team, New Orleans. Yeah, because he was one of the best guys ever to play the sport. I mean, he's he's one he's, he's still one of the best guys to play the sport. And in New Orleans, he just wasted away because they just couldn't make the playoffs. I think they made a playoff one time when he was there. So it's the ownership issues. And so I think it's ownership GM. GM, yeah. Um, I mean, because I think if they would have kept Drew Holiday instead of trading him up to uh, Milwaukee to get Eric Bledsoe, yeah. I think Drew Holiday with this team, I think they would have been a lot better than they are now. But um, I don't know. It's uh, Zion, he's going to be there probably at least for the next five years until he can get out. Uh, his first uh, unrestricted free agency, but it's 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 not looking good to start off with. Mm, yikes! So, um, okay, we'll do our power rankings. Um, I'll let you go ahead and go first with uh, your top five. Top five, number five. I got the Milwaukee Bucks at nine and six, They're scoring about one hundred and ten points per game. Uh, this was close. Okay, this was close to me because I know. Any other Pacers have the same record 
<laughs> in the East. While, but, uh, while being hurt, and, and Milwaukee's while healthy. Being hurt, but I have the Bucks. It's still a long season droop. Like you mentioned, those teams like uh, Toronto and um, Denver. Denver. Uh, it's a long season, but um, I probably struck out honestly with the Washington Wizards <laughs> because I thought having Westbrook was gonna be like was pretty decent. It would be able. To, I, they're gonna be rested, so maybe they'll be able to go on a run when they finally can start playing again. Yeah, possibly. Um, number four, I have the Utah Jazz, and I did see that clip with Shaq talking to Donovan Mitchell. An about, idiot. Yeah, oh, who's the idiot? Mitchell or is it Shaq? Shaq. <laughs> I, like, I like it because he tells it how it is. Like no, 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 questions. I love it. No, no, I, I'm gonna cut you off. I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off from your power rings. But go I need ahead. to go on a little, little mini rant about Shaq and what he does. Go ahead. So Shaquille O'Neal does this. He goes and he dogs these players. <laughs> Says you're not good enough, or like you're not elite, you're not on that level yet. And then, what if the player does go on a tear? He can say, I motivated him, <laughs> or if they don't go on a tear, he can say, Well, I told you I was right. So, he does this for everyone who shows any kind of ability because he can get credit one way or the other. It, it's, I, I it's, like it, I like it. it. It's a ploy, he's pissing off a lot of players in the league. Um, I know he's he's probably the worst part about inside of the NBA on TNT. He's funny. He he is, but at the same time is he's kind of taken the uh, like the Michael Smith or the uh, or Steve, Stephen A. Smith yeah, or yeah. the Talking Heads because he can go out there and say these things, and then he can sit there and say either I was right or I was right, no matter what happens. <laughs> uh, respect, put respect on the current players in the league. That's Donovan true. Mitchell showed last year in the playoffs and and in the bubble, how great he is just because he plays in a small market does not mean that he's not on that level. Yeah. Kevin Durant always gets pissed off. So yeah, I mean, because he he can sit there and dog Kevin Durant. And then when Durant goes off, he say, I I motivate him. Durant's like, no, I mean, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's his ploy. He's been doing this for years, especially for big men. I mean, like he would sit there. I remember when Roy Hibbert was like blocking shots on the right. And he would get on him because he wasn't getting rebounds. Well, he wasn't getting rebounds because he was blocking shots. Yeah, he was getting the, letting his teammates get the rebounds because he was stopping the ball from going in the rim. Mm-hmm. And so, and then he kind of got into Roy, Roy Hibbert's head, and everyone else kind of jumped on there. And then that's why he flamed out within like three years of being almost Defensive Player of the Year. So, I mean, he's doing more harm to the current generation than he is helping them, in my opinion. It's so, good TV, so. man. Good TV. <laughs> All right, so carry on. Uh, you're number three. Uh, number three, I have the number one team in the East. I have the Philadelphia 76ers. They're sitting at 11 and 5. Uh, Joel Embiid, man, he's just averaging like 27 points a game. Um, ben Simmons with the assist. I, I wasn't too high on this team. I struck out again with them because I had them like in the eighth spot. Like I said, still a long season. A long season ago. But they do have uh, Doc Rivers as coach. So. Uh, that's a big plus. That means it'll be good until they get to the playoffs. Get to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, I'm going to have uh, – this is the switch from last week just because my number one team's on a win streak. But I have the L.A. Lakers at number two at 12-4. and four. Um, And they're 8-0 and o away. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy stat, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so, I saw that. I was like, they're 4-4 four at home, and then they're 8-0 away. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's just damn good. And then um, I have the Clippers because they're on the six-game win streak, and um, they're just good at home anyway. I don't. I think it's going to switch. Obviously, I don't think. I mean, I think the Lakers will be there most of the season, but um, yeah, that's my top five. 
Okay. I mean, we're, we're close on a lot of these. Um, so I know your number one team are the Clippers. Um, I currently have them as my five team because, yeah, they're on a winning streak, but if you look at who they face, so like I know they, they demolished the Pacers during a winning streak, but the Pacers were down uh, six of their top eight players during that game. So, I mean, they were they, they were some pretty decent teams. They they played some decent teams, but they're also getting teams on back to backs or lately. yeah, not lately, but beginning of the yeah. season. I mean, they beat Denver, the Lakers opening night, uh, yeah. Portland. So, um, I actually I like my number four team better than them currently in the West, and that's the Utah Jazz. Um, they're just I they're just well rounded. They don't I mean like Donovan Mitchell, he may not be a top tier superstar, but he is a superstar in this league. Um, I mean, you got Bullion out there. I mean, yeah, I like the, um, the Spider Man, Mike Conley out there as as like that the the veteran, the savvy veteran out there. So, um, I like what they're doing out there. I don't know if they can hold it up the entire year, but right now I got them as my number four. Um, even though my number three team is currently, I think they are currently number seven in the East. Now two through like ten are like really close. Um, I have the Brooklyn Nets um, just because of who they have. I mean, Durant, Harden. Uh, Kyrie, they look like they're better without Kyrie because they've lost the first two games when he got back against Cleveland. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jared Allen's out there. I mean, uh, looking looking uh, dominant, and then Colin Sexton just looks like looks like he's a Nets killer. I mean, they lost to Cleveland twice, back to back, back to back. But this Kyrie's first game back, uh, it's not looking good for Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie is one of, is one of the best point guards in the league, but whenever. Harden gets there without practicing more in one day, and he looks like the second best player on a team easily. And then Kyrie comes back and looks like it all falls apart. That's that's a little concerning, but I, I think they'll figure it out. I mentioned it last week. Once the trade hit, like we saw with the big heat, the big three with the Heat, they were like uh, twenty and twenty, and then they went on a run. I think you can see a little bit of the growing pains of, as well with Brooklyn. I, I feel like it's always like that. Yeah, because because you, you can't have to figure out how to play together. I mean, yeah. Harden Harden and Durant played together for like four or five years, so they kind of knew each other's game. Kyrie has to figure out how to play with Harden, and Kyrie's only really played a few games with with Durant as well at this point because uh, Durant being out of all last year. So, mm-hmm. uh, my uh, number two team, I currently have Philadelphia. Um, they are currently the one seed in the East. Um, they Joel Embiid is playing lights out. I mean, he's he's one of the best he's probably the best big man in the game right now. I mean, he looks like he could be defensive player of the year. He's in the running for MVP. Um I think this team would have been even better if they traded uh Simmons to get Harden, but I, I think that they're still gonna be probably a top three C when it's all said and done. Um again, without having like uh the big three of Boston, that's the only time that Doc has gotten a championship. So I think it's going to be, I think when they get to the playoffs, I don't think he's going to be able to beat the Celtics or Brooklyn, but I, he may be able to get to the Eastern conference finals, but I don't think they're going to get to the finals this year. And then my number one team, I have the Lakers. Um, interesting stat. I, I saw today, the Lakers are, I think and I'm going to butcher numbers, but along these lines, they are um, plus 10 when LeBron James is on the court. They're plus 23 when he's off the court. This will be the first time in his career, if they if this continues, that any team he played for had a positive net rating when he was off the court. Wow. Not not so much saying that they're better when he's on the court, but 
most time like he's like plus 12 when he, on the court and the bench is like minus uh, eight when they're on the court. So if their bench plays this well, whenever uh, allowing him to rest during the season, this actually could be a very digital team come to playoffs. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and then um, like I did last week, uh, I do want to touch on the ESPN RPI um, where they kind of use all the metrics to, to, to level up the team. So, um, they have one Lakers, two Clippers, three Jazz, four uh, Sixers. They actually have Memphis number five, and they have uh, I'm going to throw a number six in there just because that's where Indiana is. So Indiana is number six in the RPI. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana is currently number two seed in the East. I just want to make sure that's that's known as well. Yeah. It may not last long, but because they're all banged up, but they're actually playing decent right now. Not bad. And then tomorrow at noon, or if you listen to this, so Sunday at noon um, local time. You have the Pacers at the uh, Raptors, the Tampa Raptors. It's going to be the first game since the G League with Nick Nurse head to head with Nate Bjorkren. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They, I mean, they coached together for twenty some years. This is their first NBA head to head against each other. I think it's going to be good. I mean, Pacers are running a lot of Raptor sets. If anyone's going to know how to stop them, you would think it'd be Nick Nurse because he's he was he's been running it for a couple of years. So. Be interesting to watch how that how that shapes out. Is that on ABC or ESPN? I think it might be NBA TV, but it may not be oh, nationally broadcast. That's going against Championship Sunday. Well, it's, it's starting at noon, so they should be over. They should be oh, over before the, before the first game. Yeah. The first game, yeah, yep. So, all right, um, that is our show. Um, thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, remember, hit us up on Twitter if you have anything you want to talk about. Um, we're getting into the little, little lull where it's just going to be the NBA um, coming up here in a little bit in college basketball once football wraps up. Well, I mean, I guess we'll, we will cover the NFL uh, offseason. Uh, spring training will be coming up, uh, what, about a month? or less, less than a month now. Yeah, less than a month. So, um, yeah, I mean, making a little bit of a lull on this, but at least we got the NBA college basketball coming up and then baseball is around the corner. So, um, again, uh, thank you for joining us. Anything you want to toss in there, Daniel? Uh, no, just keep on watching a lot of sports. Excited for Championship Sunday. I love Championship Sunday. Um, and then it's no football for a week and then a Super Bowl. So, yeah. And then, um, we are, we are playing around with the idea of, of a video podcast for this. Mm-hmm. So you guys may be able to see our ugly faces here in the near future. Um, whoa, whoa, we'll whoa. still release the audio version of it on Spotify and whatnot, but, uh, We'll see. I mean, we're going to play around with that and see if we can get something going because uh, there's really not a whole lot of, of video, video podcasts for sports out there right now. Like I know on Twitch they have some losers out there talking about some sports, <laughs> mostly hockey, and YouTube doesn't really have a whole lot of guys. So maybe maybe we'll give it a shot. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're entertaining the idea. We're gonna give it a shot. Um, skip us a couple of weeks, maybe a month. We'll see. Yeah. All right. uh, Thank you guys for joining us and we will catch you all next week. Thanks. Peace.